Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, February 7th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, you know what I want? My, my birthday is not for a couple months, but uh-huh. in case you're looking for something to get me, yeah. what I'd really like is a grand military parade for me to preside over. Oh. Um, I'd like to sit there. I would like all of the country's military to um, walk. And when they walk, they take their legs up to a 90 degree angle. And when they walk by me, I want them to salute by sticking their hand in the air. Uh, does that seem like a normal thing for somebody to request? Well, it just so happens that we might be able to have a dress rehearsal before your oh, birthday. Oh, good. 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 For who, who, requested, who requested that from the Pentagon? And who... Oh, the orange monster. Oh, okay. That's a perfectly normal thing for the president of the of the world's greatest democracy to uh, to request from the military. That makes perfect sense sense it's um kind of like we've gone through the looking glass mm. <laughs> yeah. alice in wonderland has there been a uh, broadway staging of that i don't recall well they had they had wonderland a couple yeah, years ago the uh yeah the wild horde thing but i i wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of play of it back in the early days of broadway uh well maybe not it might not have been written at that point but i'm sure there's something well, if you're a listener and you know of something, I forgot about the Frank Wildhorn Wonderland. That's right. <laughs> so, so did everybody so did else. Everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> Frank's Frank's trying to forget about it. Poor so. poor Janet to call and Kate Schindle. Oh, you know, everybody's got their their shows, and, and you know, it might be one of those things that it's a, just a gem in the rough, waiting for City Center to come back and revive it. We could do a whole season of Wildhorn stuff of uh, shows that didn't have very long runs on Broadway. Well, maybe Although, they could cancel the whole Grand Hotel thing and just no, do don't Horn. cancel Grand Hotel. I've got tickets already. <laughs> I don't want to return the tickets. I just want to know who the cast is. Stop rubbing it in. <laughs> All right. So first up in the news, Douglas Carter Bean to helm a star-studded workshop of his Tu Wong Fu musical yes it's a lot that's a, that's a word salad there if you're not familiar with what some of these things are but yes last night the new york post's michael Riedel reported on the development of the stage adaptation of the 1995 cult film about road tripping drag queens as we've discussed before douglas carter bean who wrote the screenplay for the film is adapting and directing the musical version and his husband lewis flynn is writing the score which bean describes as quote very americana by way of aaron Copeland. He continues, quote, there's an opera vibe to it, and it's very open hearted. The show is receiving a workshop this week, and it has a handful of pretty great stars involved, including Santino Fontana and the Patrick Swayze role of Vita Boheme. Joining him in the cast are Daniel Breaker, currently Aaron Burr and Hamilton on Broadway, Tony winner Alice Ripley, the great Anne Harada, and Annie Golden. Now, James, a couple things about this are really interesting to me. First, between this and Tootsie, you might as well cast Santino as Mrs. Doubtfire, too, because apparently he's leading every show in which the male star dresses as a woman. Um, but even more interesting is how Bean is able to completely control the stage rights to this film, even though it was made and distributed by two major movie companies. Well, Apparently, when this film was being made, um, Steven Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment produced the movie and Universal Studios distributed it. But in the initial contract negotiations, Bean arranged for him to retain the stage rights because he had actually written the film as a play initially. Now, keep in mind, this was 
you know, almost 25 years ago, long before a lot of movie studios started thinking about developing their intellectual property for the stage. So Bean now completely controls the rights uh, to the property in terms of a stage adaptation, hence why he is directing and co-writing the show with his husband. However, as Riedel notes, it's not the only show that Bean and Flynn are currently working on together. After Hood, the Robin Hood musical adventure ran in Dallas last summer, they also recently did a workshop of that show with much of that Dallas cast, and Riedel reports the show is likely to come to Broadway next season. I'll take the likely with uh, a little bit of a grain of salt because I think this would be a hard sell on Broadway. I think this would be a great thing off Broadway somewhere uh, just based off what we saw from this production back then. But um, um, I, I'm interested in these things. I think Tu Wong Fu could be a, a one of these um, – you know, sleeper hits because it's it's a, a film that I think a lot of people that buy tickets to Broadway um, would enjoy. And if they get the right cast and the music's good, I I think it could do well, James. I think so, too. I mean, we've I'm, I'm trying to remember because everything becomes a blur. Have we talked yeah. about this before? Yes, we've talked about it when uh, Bean said that he was was working on it. But now that they're actually having a workshop this week, it does seem to be a little bit more of an actuality rather than just something that he's one of the many things he's got on a back burner. But uh, I thought that they had a workshop last year of this. No, no, that I, that maybe I don't remember. Um, uh, they very well might have. But I um that doesn't jump out to me, but we've done this thing like almost 600 times. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> so absolutely. I did very well might have. <laughs> but Riedel did report last night. I promise I checked the timestamp. It was re- mm-hmm. it was released last night. Yeah. So there is one currently going on with Santino and Daniel sure, and, sure, yeah. and, and all these people. So but uh, yeah, there might have been something else at some point. But who who knows? A quick search of the Google says that there was a uh, November they did. uh uh, developmental presentation at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in November. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, cool. So next up in the news, uh, performers and staff claim sexual assault at Sleep No More. Yeah, this is another one of these really frustrating stories. But yesterday, BuzzFeed released a report in which eight performers and staff members claimed to have been groped by audience members 17 times at the immersive theater production Sleep No More. Four former Sleep No More employees actually went on the record and provided their names for the article. The others feared to do so due to the strict confidentiality agreements that the production has, as well as retribution in the theater community. As always, uh, James, we're going to be delicate when discussing the details found in the article, but we will have a link in the show notes if anyone would like to read the entire report. And it is um, it is it is eye opening and, and 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 disturbing, to say the least. The complaints reportedly date back to 2011 and involve audience members crossing the line in the immersive interactive show. A former comp- company member told BuzzFeed, quote, once you gave people a mask, it was carte blanche to let them do whatever they wanted. Amber Jamison from BuzzFeed does a great job of outlining the different situations here and the different claims and all of these things and keeping them straight. Um, and according to that article, Sleep No More acknowledged seven of these instant incidents but contested the rest which i i, I don't know why you would contest and whatever um, according to the article quote several former employees said the fundamental setup that makes sleep no more so alluring to audiences mystery anonymity and a sexually charged performance enables sexual misconduct for the audience sleep no more is a unique experience 
but for its employees, it's their workplace. In the incident, some former employees allege opens a new window into the national reckoning over sexual misconduct and a look at how the familiar dynamics of power and entitlement play out in an anonymized, disorienting setting that allows some guests to act on their on their worst instincts. The article goes on to how the McKittrick Hotel, where the show is performed, and Immersive, the show's production company, have dealt with the issue throughout the years or different versions of this issue throughout the years. Uh, but but unfortunately, perhaps more appropriately, how they haven't dealt with it. Apparently, within weeks or months of the show opening back in 2011, original cast members were trying to band together to figure out ways in which the production could put stricter guidelines on how to protect the performers and the stewards and the other staff members that are involved with the production. Now, James, this is one of those situations, if I'm being quite honest, I'm I'm kind of shocked that there were only 17 instances being reported. Now, clearly, just because BuzzFeed only talks about 17, that doesn't mean that's all of them. But I would have been I would have thought that there would have been more throughout the years because of how this show is set up. I'm honestly a little bit surprised that more drunk idiots haven't been emboldened by the fact that they're wearing masks and the show is immersive and sexy and they haven't done something um, there haven't been more of these now, perhaps there are in this one courage, more people to speak out. Um, but it's, um, it's, it's a, for as long as this show is run and the nature of the show, I'm honestly a little surprised that there's only 17 reports in this, um, in this article now. And I should say in the article, the, the performers and the staff members from sleep no more that, um, talk to Buzzfeed are both male and female. Um, so that is something to keep in mind. It's a little different from a lot of the other reckoning things that we've talked about, but James, this reminds me a little bit of the recent Uma Thurman, Quentin Tarantino story, which we haven't talked about cause it was about a movie, but anyway, to me, it should be the first and foremost responsibility of a director and producers and anyone else in a position of power when it comes to a production of some sort to protect their performers and keep them safe, whether that's in terms of a stunt or in keeping them safe from handsy audience members, um, whether it's performers, staff members, crew, anyway. And unfortunately, in both of these cases with um, Tarantino and Sleep No More, it seems like that was not done. And and I, I don't know why. It just seems like something that should have been built into the fabric of what Sleep No More is because it should have been very easy, even back in 2011, to anticipate that these problems could exist. One um, thing I'm trying to figure out here was, uh, was Sleep No More covered under equity contract? It, it is not uh, uh, equity. Uh, this is one of these things that it's in a gray area of what equity covers. Equity yeah, has often a, gone not really a book show. Correct. So uh, equity has spent a lot of time going out there um, throughout the years and trying to see if it is something that can be covered. But it is technically a non-union production. So there's really no ability for equity, equity to get involved here, unfortunately, which I'm assuming that if they were a lot of these precautions would have been set up initially. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was thinking. That uh, uh, you know, protection of the actors in a vul- vulnerable state. You know, uh, New York's got no shortage of uh, very strong, large people that can protect the actors yeah. if the audience gets out of hand. Well, and I mean. Everybody wears a mask, put some extra security yeah. in masks and let them walk around and then take care of people that need to be taken care of. 
unfortunately, we've learned in the last couple of years that uh, people, as they become more and more anonymous, become yeah. more and more cruel, whether it be on a, a message board, you know, the, some of the message boards over at 4chan or YouTube uh, comments and things like that. Uh, when people become anonymous, they, they're just incredibly cruel and you mix in alcohol and masks and people feeling like there's no chance that they're going to have, uh, be brought to justice. Yeah. Unfortunately, these things will happen if, uh, the production doesn't protect its, uh, its employees. Well, and its audience members, because I feel like this is not something that necessarily is probably just happening to the performers. I would imagine that audience members might do this to other audience members. And to be honest with you, I I kind of think that part of the allure of this is that, you know, the actors could do something to you. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's happened the other way too, but there just seems to be like, this is a no brainer that they should have had parameters set up and very strict guidelines on how these things work. No touching things. There should have been more security. It just seems like a basic producing 101, especially from a company, um, you know, immersive is the production company, but this comes from sleep no or from a, uh, from punch drunk, which did sleep no more over in the UK. And I think might even still do it like from a company that does specifically immersive stuff. This should be part and parcel to what their normal, you know, modus operandi to their normal best practices are. Yeah. You get those people who are doing these things and we should send them over to an immersive Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Well. All right. So in the show and casting news, we have good news. Falsettos yes. to launch a national tour next year. Yeah, yesterday it was announced that the Lincoln Center Theater Broadway revival of Falsettos will launch a national tour in the winter of 2019. The announced stop so far are San Francisco's Golden Gate Theater, Los Angeles's Amundsen, as well as St. Paul, Dallas, and Charlotte. Additional cities to be announced in the coming weeks and and casting will be announced at an even later date. Now, James, this is one of those things where it makes me wonder – Going back to the conversation that we had on this week on Broadway about that, yeah, yeah, how will the fact that something like Falsettos is not normally a show that I think would tour, um, and I don't necessarily think that this production would tour, especially because I can almost guarantee you that none of the Broadway performers, or at least not many of the big Broadway performers, will be a part of the tour. How will PBS broadcasting it and Broadway HD streaming it? impact whether people want to see this out of town now granted the whole um the whole ticket operation for a tour is much different because it's a lot of subscriber bases and you know you don't have to worry about selling a ton of tickets because they're already pre-sold as part of subscriptions but i i would you know i think for theater fans seeing the broadway production on screen would only encourage people to see something like this because it is such a unique performance which i believe you you loved this falsettos didn't you yeah i really did I I think that this is uh, it's going to be a, a good sign, uh, a good case study about whether mm. broadcast cuts into the ticket sales or not, and I hope that uh, we get some good hard data on that. So, uh, I guess uh, we'll be able to see after it tours in 2019. Feels like such a long time away, but it's really not. It's a year from now. All right, a new Angeloid Weber review is in the works. They bring back uh, Song and Dance? 
No, no. Um, although I wouldn't be surprised if like unexpected song or something is in here. But according to a new equity casting notice, the really useful group is, quote, looking for a wide range of great singer actors to be involved in, in all caps, untitled musical compilation, a new show exploring the exploring the extraordinary range of Andrew Lloyd Webber's body of work. Uh, James, do you think that that's the actual title or is this like a uh, like a title of show kind of thing, or is that just a placeholder? Because the way untitled musical compilation seems very odd. To, wouldn't it just have been easier to be untitled ALW review? Like it just seems like a weird conglomeration of words. If that's not some sort of, I don't know, actual title. Well, I mean, they've already used the music of Angeloid Weber. I mean, that, that toured forever in a day. Yeah. So uh, yeah. maybe yeah. music of Angeloid Weber too. redux yeah um the show is going to be directed by john doyle and will feature choreography by joanne m hunter the developmental lab for the show will be from april 1st through april 22nd of this year um i mean with the fact that alw routinely has three or four shows running on broadway at the same time I, i don't know that we need a review of his work and i can't imagine that you're having john doyle direct this direct a lab of this if the intention is not to bring it to broadway um, but as Mandy Patinkin kind of once saying, Andrew Lloyd Webber likes it when the money keeps rolling in. So you might as well strike while the iron's hot. Um, interestingly enough, that April 1st date that is in the equity notice, that's also the date that Jesus Christ Superstar Live in Concert will be airing on NBC. So um, I don't know. Do you think that something like this is Broadway bound, James? I mean, or like that's the intention? I, you know, with, with John Doyle involved, I don't, I mean, I don't see this being just done to put something together for regional use. Um, maybe it's going to toward, uh, bring it into Broadway. Again, we'll talk about the traffic jam of houses, but maybe if they'd sat down for a eight or 12 week run on Broadway in between two other things sometime in 2019. But interesting to me, you know, John Doyle, uh, notorious for having actors play their own instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, we just talked about John Doyle down at Classic Stage yeah. Company. If he is workshopping this April 1st to the April 22nd, he should be working on it right now. But he's also the artistic director of the Classic Stage Company, so splitting his time. Yeah, and, well, and yesterday we talked about him on this show. He's going to be directing the stage adaptation of August Rush, which actually makes a ton of sense for his actors playing instruments thing. But yeah, he's a busy guy. Tony Winter, busy guy. Mm-hmm. All right. Another busy guy is uh, this Bruce Springsteen guy. Uh, Springsteen on Broadway to host a special serious XM performance. Yes. And finally, James, your prayers might have been answered. Um, as yesterday, Sirius XM announced that Bruce Springsteen will do a special performance of Springsteen on Broadway for a selected audience. Selected of Sirius XM subscribers on Wednesday, March 14th. Sirius XM listeners, especially those of E Street Radio, have an opportunity to enter and win a chance to see the show at the Walter Kerr Theater. Now, normally, in the script, this is where I would give all of our listeners a link to enter, but I'm not going to do that because that would decrease James's chances of winning. So if you want to enter, find it on your own. Um, I'm doing that for you, James. Um, uh, Sirius XM subscribers will have the opportunity to win tickets to this private performance through giveaways on E Street Radio and through an invitation sent by email. If you win tickets, they will provide airfare and hotel in addition 
to your tickets to get into the show. E Street Radio will host a pre-show and post-show where hosts Dave Marsh and Jim Rotolo will discuss Springsteen's many contributions to music, including his Broadway show and talking to Sirius XM subscribers and attendants. The Springsteen on Broadway pre-show will air on Wednesday, March 14th at 6 p.m. New York time, and the post-show will begin at 10 p.m. and will air on Channel 20 E Street Radio as well as on the Sirius XM app. Now, James... What's interesting about this is that it's not just a straight entry. When you are filling out the form, as you and I both know, because we've done it, um, you have to answer Springsteen trivia questions and write a mini essay. So I guess this is kind of Sirius XM's version of the verified fan process. Yeah, it's a little bit of raising the bar. Interesting there is that you it says on a no purchase necessary in order to enter this contest, yet you can't enter the contest without being a Sirius XM uh, subscriber as of uh, January 23rd, 2018. So it's not even like you can sign up right now and enter. Uh, yeah, they do that a lot. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like you can't just get it for this and then cancel. You have to have been one for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But let me uh, put it out there for uh, Broadway uh, <laughs> listeners here. <laughs> <laughs> if you happen to, um, you know, enter this contest and win and would like to perhaps take me, I will buy dinner. So, uh, Oh, that's good. Yeah, because the, the tickets are non-transferable and you cannot sell them. Um, so I, I've entered or I will finish entering here when we're done with the show. And if I go, I will fly up on the 13th, um, stay for the show on the 14th, fly back on the 15th. James, you will go with me, and then I'll come back to New York on the 19th for my already pre-scheduled <laughs> trip. So, knock on wood, I'm hoping I can do that. Well, damn it, Matt. Get out of here and uh, enter that <laughs> contest. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter at BWWMatt. And subscribe to something like a pop on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Wednesday with us. And uh, Matt and I will be back on Thursday to talk with you again. Mm-hmm.